OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated Metroid one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start at just as little as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletho. You are one month away from leaving me in the dust and jettisoning across this uh, this globe. How you doing, Al? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, we were just chatting about today's the 19th, and next month on the 19th, I'm heading off to Scotland and then Ireland after that. So I'm really excited. I'm kind of pulling an Andy. You did this to me last year, so, you know, it's wow. my turn. Well, I expect you to bring your uh, recording equipment, your lighting, your mic, your laptop. I'll uh, just be have like a crappy, a crappy recording on yeah. Discord and just call in from there. Try and try and bring the uh, the drawer uh, dresser, whatever that thing is, the background that I've grown accustomed to looking at with all your nice little Zelda toys on it because I yep. I like that. Um, yep. No, I'm excited for you. That's gonna be an awesome trip. It's gonna be fun. And I don't know, you said a month away, and I was just kind of like, it was one of those things we were talking about that's like far away, and it's like, man, which actually kind of brings it to stark realization, like how close we are to this next Zelda game. Yeah, seriously. That's one of the things that I'm kind of like, eh, about with this trip coming up, because it's two and a half weeks long, in the prime of when everything is going to start happening. Well, I keep yeah. saying that, like, you know, start happening for Tears of the we Kingdom, think. and then... The- I get back, and then the next week, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. So yeah. it's like, it's fast. It's coming up. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a funny story. So one of my best friends, she messaged me. She's like, hey, we're going to see, uh, it's like some some rapper or something, like, like, like a local rapper or something like that. And she's like, we're going to see him uh, on uh, May 14th at this, at this club. Do you want to come? And I was <laughs> like, let me tell you something. I've already booked, like, the week off work starting on the 12th of May to play Tears of the Kingdom. So not only will I not be coming, but you will not be seeing me at all for at least a week, if not longer. So, and also, don't message me during that week either. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, "Uh, okay, see ya. (laughs) Damn, I can't afford to take that week off, but I did tell my sister that she will not be watching TV for probably the next three months. Yeah. Oh! So. Okay, I, I know... Okay, this doesn't have anything to do with Zelda, and I promise you we do have a Zelda show coming. We're going to talk about the dungeons of the Minish Cap. We're going to talk about Breath of the Wild versus Tears of the Kingdom. However, 
I watched the uh, the finale of The Last of Us. Yes. Okay. So it's, All right. it's stuck very similar to the game. Yes. Which I, which I think is fine. But uh, what a great first season! Like it was. I yes. It was great. Honestly, it was. It was so good. It's probably, and I mean, I don't want to say this and break your little heart for the virtual theater site, but that's probably my favorite video <laughs> game adaptation ever. And I'm not saying anything about no curse or whatever. It just happens sure. to be my favorite. Yeah. It's very good. And I loved it. I will say that I felt maybe the finale was a little rushed. I don't know if that was just because I didn't want it to end <laughs> or if it's a valid point. But aside from that, it was very good, very powerful. My sister, who's never played the game, was questioning her whole life, and it was fantastic. I, I think that it was appropriately paced, because, like, you, okay. don't, you don't want to stretch it out, like, too, too long. I agree, you know? yeah. Um, and they did add in some new stuff that I think, mm-hmm. like, we all kind of thought that from the game. Yeah. And, and anybody yeah. that had, that's watching, you know what I'm talking about, the opening scene. I think that was kind of like the prevailing theory, but just to kind of like actually see it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was great. I and I was like I said, I was really prepared not to like that show. Like I, I really was. I'm so glad that you did like it. I I think like Pedro and and Bella Ramsey actually are like a much more like what's the right word captivating or they have more chemistry as like a a pair than mm-hmm. um, than like the video game counterparts. So that's a uh, and, and you know, I, I have to say once again, I'm kind of biased because it's cool seeing my hometown in, in there. Mm-hmm. But man, it was uh, it was great, and uh, I thought you'd appreciate that. So yeah, yes, I do. I do love that you enjoyed the show. Um, okay, so we got musical March Madness rolling along on the ZeldaDungeon.net. That is a NCAA style tournament featuring 64 Zelda songs competing for the undisputed top prize. And uh, we had a predict the bracket challenge, and well, my bracket's perfect as of right now, Allison. Of course it is. Just saying. Although it's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to be perfect after today, unfortunately, because I took the Spirit Temple over in the Minish Woods. Like a I chunk. noticed that. Yeah, like I noticed that Minish Woods was winning, and I was like, yes, yes. Although I don't know if that's what I chose. So here's the thing: I did my. I should just keep to doing my brackets when we do the show because it gives me more time to actually think about what the heck we're talking about. Mm. Beforehand, I just kind of winged it because I was like, I need to prepare for the show and know what songs we're going to talk about. Right. So I just like winged it. And now I'm like, I chose some things that I probably wouldn't, I didn't choose during the show. And so now I'm a little frustrated. Yeah, I, um... I missed two so far and they're obvious loses. I'm oh. like, why the heck did I choose those? I've been informed actually though that Minish Woods lead is shrinking. So uh, <gasps> Oh no! Um, but I, I, like, I guess we didn't factor in the fact, like, Minish Woods is historically, actually, Minish Cap in general, historically, has never done very good in this tournament, and we didn't factor in the fact that a lot of people just finished playing Minish Cap. Yeah, that's which, true. So a lot of people have been hearing the music, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a bop. All right, well, that's an interesting you know what though? Events. You know what though? I, I just got fact-checked by, uh, by our friend Batrogue in, in the comments, because, Minish Woods' lead has dwindled to three votes, so hey, maybe maybe there's a One of those votes is me. Um, go and check out Musical March Madness. It's over on ZeldaDungeon.net right now. New polls every single day, so uh, it's going to be running until the end of the month, so you can go and vote for your favorite Zelda songs. And, uh, you know, the, the reigning, undisputed, 
heavyweight musical March Madness champion of the world, Andy Spiteri, is uh, the world. taking on all challengers, defending his title. So uh, you definitely want to oh my God. see if I can pull off the repeat. I think I can. I think I can. We'll see. We'll see in the end, man. Um, okay, so we got uh, a few quick hits here, a couple uh, pieces of quick Zelda news to get to, and then we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and then uh, we're going to dive into the Minish Cap. So uh, one, one quick hit of news that... Uh, popped up over the last couple days is if you pre-order tears of the kingdom you get yourself a spoon a spoon is it is it in the u.s too because when i saw it it was for just the japanese edition but is it for the u.s as well um i believe it is just the japanese edition unfortunately so uh Mm -hmm. if you are one of our uh friends across the sea and you need an extra ladle in your household, let me tell you something. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom has you covered. And speaking of cool pre-order bonuses, actually, it's not a pre-order bonus at all, but rather something that you can cash in with your My Nintendo rewards. If you are our friends on the other side of the ocean over in Europe, you can uh, you could get like a really cool Link's Awakening poster, and it's like the vintage style with like uh, like that classic artwork. It looks spectacular, actually. Actually, I was gonna mention like. There's, so there's three posters, one for Metroid 2, one for Link's Awakening, and one for Super Mario Land 2. The artwork on all of them is awesome. There's something about those, like, Game Boy box, like, the, the, the box arts that just, like, they hit different. Like, they just look so, I don't know, classic or, like, just, they, they look so, they look so good in, like, that old-timey kind of way, but, like, still modern. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'd be saying? Yeah, I get it. Um, that's cool. I... For some reason, like, so that's cool. It's kind of separate, the um, the poster thing. But, like, for the, going back to the spoon and, like, some of the special things you can get for pre-ordering or exclusive for who you order from or even the, like, collector's edition, are you, like, are you feeling the same way I'm feeling where it's kind of just meh compared to what we were getting for Breath of the Wild? You know? Um... I don't know if that's... It's hard to compare because with Breath of the Wild, you were also getting a Switch for the first time, which is like a pretty big deal. True. Um, but I mean, like you did have that pretty sweet collector's edition that had like the statue. And like you do have a collector's edition for Tears of the Kingdom with the art book and stuff like that. I mean, me personally, I, I would rather like a statue than an, an art book. But there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of people that are, you know, the other way. I, I think I would, pr- I mean, I would have loved to get, uh, gotten the statue. Um, I heard that it, it breaks, though, easy, so that's not too good. Dude, I, um, I came upstairs one day, and Zora, my cat, was bopping around something and chasing it. I was like, oh, great, she's playing with one of Sam's, like, hairbands. And I looked down, and it's Silent Princess, and I was like... Oh, no! <laughs> it's still not, it's still not glued back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of an art book, but it's just like it, it looked kind of flimsy. I want like a hefty Dark Horse style art book for this game. So I'm hoping they come out with something like Creating the Champion. Um, we'll see. But we were also getting a lot of like guides too. There were like mm. different additions to the guide. I haven't seen anything like that. There was also the maps you could get with the guide or the game. Um, the that um tapestry you could get too. So it's just like I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling Again, it's just like Nintendo is not marketing this game the way I want it to be. And one, I have no idea what's going on with the game. And two, and I, I 
don't I, I don't even feel excited about buying it except for just to play the game. I don't. There's not a lot of other incentives that I've been feeling personally. You know. I don't disagree. Actually, I have a thought that I want to get out before it's gone, and then I want to respond to what you just said. But speaking okay. speaking of hardcover books, by the way, if you are a Tunic fan, which I hope you are. There oh, is, yes. They're selling uh, a physical copy of the game with the manual, or you can buy the manual separately as a hardcover book, which which I did. Yeah, um, same. So shout out to, to anybody that is interested in that. Um, but yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, and, and actually, that kind of bleeds into our next topic, which is, you know, we're, we want to cover the your homework that you did for us. I did homework. Where, like, I I, I don't know. I am, like, I am at the point, it's kind of a weird point, where, like, I'm really excited to finally play Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I really mm-hmm. am, but I still, I'm just, like, like, what what is happening here? Like, there's, I feel like there's just, like, things that we should know about this video game. Not the plot, not, like, like as a video game. Like, we doing shrines again? Like, we doing, mm-hmm. we doing Korok seeds again? Or do weapons break? Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, this is some very... Some very some simple stuff. Mechanics, yeah. And Aside like, from like potentially building stuff that we noticed, you yeah. know. And I feel like we could probably infer a lot. Like I bet you weapons maybe don't break in the same way, but like maybe you build them now when they only last for X, whatever, right? Like, but like I feel like just that kind of like basic gameplay stuff would, would be good to know right about now because it's like mm-hmm. it it feels like with that last trailer. Like, that feels like the type of trailer that you release when you're, like, nine months away from the game. Or, like, six yeah. months away from the game. And it's, like, mm-hmm. gotta get people excited. Like, that's, that's like, the first teaser trailer of a, for a movie that you see. And, like, the next couple trailers are, like, okay, this is what this movie is, like, really about, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, some people can disagree with that. Some people cannot. I actually, uh, I, I was on a podcast yesterday talking about this exact conundrum, which... Uh, I think we'll be releasing in the next couple months, so I'll shout it out to everybody when it drops. But like, like I so I and and they were kind of of the same opinion as me. So I, like, I don't think it's just us. Like, I I do think that a lot of people are flummoxed mm-hmm. by this marketing push. So, mm-hmm. anyways, let's uh, let's get over. Let's talk about uh, your homework. Maybe you can explain to us what you did and uh, what what results it yielded. So I was curious when we saw that a tra- that trailer initially, like a month ago now, or a little over a month ago, um, I was like, at first I was so like flabbergasted by everything I was seeing. I was like, this does look en- different enough. But when I watched it again and again and again, I was like, no, I recognize all those locations in Breath of the Wild. So I went ahead this weekend, once I finally had some time, sat down, I watched the trailer, and I would stop it at certain points, certain locations, and then I went on Breath of the Wild and found those locations in the game. And then what I did is I saved a screenshot of Tears of the Kingdom, and then I took a screenshot of Breath of the Wild, and I put them side by side on a thread on my Twitter at Allison Letha. So while I'm talking about this, you want to go check it out and see what the heck I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where it's at. So um, there's some, like, obvious locations. uh, The the Bridge of Hylia that um, you see the what we are assuming is a Gleok on there. That one's pretty obvious. Hateno Village as well, but as soon as I got to Hateno Village, that's when things started to, like, really pop out to me. Because you can look at it in Tears of the Kingdom, and then you could look at it side by side with Breath of the Wild, and you'll notice that the Sheikah Tower in the background is no longer there. Um, The Sheikah Furnace and the Sheikah Telescope at the lab are no longer there. 
And then also the green swirl that we kind of used to assume was, or at least I was assuming, um, was where the shrine is located. That is actually located above the shrine. The shrine is behind the clifftop where the green swirl is. So I also think that the shrines are missing because they appear to be missing in other pictures that I have on this thread. So it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, we're in the past, you know? Like, this is before the Sheikah technology. But then there's, like, there's just even more evidence that we're not in the past. There's, like, the plateau is still destroyed. Um, There's still guardians, like, decayed guardians everywhere. So that was obviously taking place um, after, you know, the 100 years from Mm -hmm. when Calamity Ganon last attacked. Um, there are different kind of towers around. They don't look like Sheikah Towers. They look like something else. I can't really tell at the moment. Um, there's a lot more like, um, you know that the encryptions we've been seeing on the ground, like the images on the ground that look like signs, that movie. Um, (laughs) there's like a ton of those. And some of them glow and some of them don't. So I don't know what's going on with that either. And then, let's see. Another interesting one, I think this is the last one that's more interesting. A lot of these are the kind of obvious, like, um, like you just, there's great plateau images, there's, like, Hyrule Field images, but there's one on Death Mountain, and you're, that's the part where you're, like, you're, like, shield surfing down the cart tracks yeah. to uh, some mining vocal blends and a moblin. I found that location in Breath of the Wild, but it doesn't exist in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> which oh. is like odd it's hard to explain i had to provide a video but there's a spire in the lower left corner of that image in tears of the kingdom i found that spire but there's nothing behind that spire except a pond of lava there's no cliff face that supports um car tracks close enough to that spire to warrant the image that we saw in Tears of the Kingdom. Unless they've altered it in some way, unless we are in a different time zone of this, like, game, Tears of the Kingdom, I have no idea. Catherine and I were kind of theorizing maybe this is where they dug up Brudania, you know? Like, blew up the mountain to dig up Brudania. Or the volcano exploded there. I don't know, but it doesn't exist in Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Again, I would highly encourage you to go look at my images because I, I provided a video proof. It doesn't exist. It's really weird. Right. So I, I had a thought when I was looking at that thread. And my first thought was like, wow, Al, Al really like did a great job compiling all this like side-by-side footage. And then my thought after was, I was kind of like, I almost feel like depressed. Because like so much of this map mm-hmm. is similar. And like, I don't know what they are going to do to separate this from breath of the wild and like i'm sure that there's probably something but it makes me nervous and it makes me like not as excited because it's like this looks like a lot of the same stuff just with some new gameplay mechanics and like i think Mm -hmm. like such a big part of not only breath of the wild but like every zelda game is like the world that you explore and it's like like can you imagine if you were playing majora's mask and you just explored the same hyrule like it would it would yeah it would be fine like with that new three-day mechanic it would probably be fine but it's like it wouldn't be what it was which is like like if if you just did that you'd never have a clock down and you you don't you kakariko just wasn't the same and like it's just i don't know i'm not 
I'm not as excited as I feel like I should be for the release of the big Zelda game that we've been waiting six years for mm-hmm. at this point. And so, yeah, that, that was my thought initially when, when I read that or when I saw that, rather. Yeah. And I, I can get I get like where that feeling is coming from because I kind of feel it to a degree as well. The fact that I was able to find nine. There are nine images on this. Nine locations from Tears of the King's Kingdom's trailer. To right. Breath of the Wild, you know, it does make you think, oh, this is this is kind of like I'm going to be exploring this map all over again. But I do see enough differences where I'm like, where are all the shrines? Where are all the towers? Why are they missing? Are we in the past? But no, we can't be in the past because there's still destruction from the, the calamity. Is it I, now I'm kind of wondering if it's back to your theory from, you know, four or five years ago where you were assuming alternate worlds, a light and dark world. Maybe. I don't know if it's going to be like light and dark, but I could see alternate universes if one has the Sheikah towers and shines there and one doesn't has all this other nonsense. Can, can you just imagine Terrico shows up and like he's warping people to different little little worlds? I mean, I think <laughs> I think that's all yeah. on the table. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I have faith. Like, I, I just, I feel like there's got to be something. You know, maybe maybe the sky portion is way more expensive than we think. Maybe there's an underworld portion that is way more expensive than we know. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, yeah, know, because maybe. there's definitely underground stuff. There yeah. is. I, I just, like, I, I have faith that they are going to be able to do something that's really cool and really unique. It's just, like, what we know now, it's like, this is the same Hyrule that I've spent like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in, which mm-hmm. is a little bit disappointing, mm-hmm. I, I think. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair, too, especially because they're not giving us any information right. to the contrary. Right. Um, I will say another thing I noticed, too, is there's a lot more litter. Like there you can in the last image where Link is riding off towards like the dueling peaks on Hyrule Field, you can see stuff falling, but you could also see, like, uh, like pillars and, like, rubble in the ground that are not in my Breath of the Wild image. So, like, is the sky falling? Are we trying to stop the sky from falling? What is going on with that? Because there's already stuff that looks like it's falling, and there's already stuff that's on the ground that wasn't there before. So, there is, there's definitely something else going on. There is change. It's just hard to see when I was able to come up with all these images that were exactly from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we will, we will see, and we won't have to wait long to see. So uh, I guess they're that's like a month the, and a half at this point, right? Yeah, that's the silver lining here. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, from one Zelda world to a completely other, let's talk about <laughs> the Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap. We decided not to include dungeons on our definitive ranking of the Minish Cap because we wanted to save them for another day. That day is today. So Minish Cap, I uh, we had kind of a, a good discussion in our Discord after we were done with that episode, and specifically about the dungeons. And I think a lot of people took umbrage with my suggestion that less is more with Minish Cap. Oh, yes. Okay. But I think, like, I really do stand stand by that. Like, I, I really do think that, you know, the the fewer... I mean, listen, if, if there were, like, if there was ten dungeons and they were all exceptional and they were all awesome, like, yeah, that would be great. Um, but I do think that there is a point in some Zelda games where, like, you can have, like, a bunch of exceptional dungeons, but 
after a certain point, it's just like, okay, the next dungeon and the next, it's like, okay, I'm kind of ready for it to be over. And I'm, I'm just speaking from my experience or like they start to bleed together and blend together a little bit. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie sequel. Really great. Second one, pretty good. Fourth one. It's like, okay, the, do we need this fifth one? It's like, maybe it was time to start. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there is yeah. such a thing as too much of a good thing. So people, um, People, I don't think, were down with my assessment there, but I'm I'm sticking to it. So uh, let's let's get yeah. it going here and let's uh, let's rank these dungeons definitive style and okay. determine which one is the best one. So we only have six, actually. We only have six dungeons. So I'm wondering if we maybe want to switch it up here, Al. Usually, sometimes we we'll go in like progression of like the the dungeons and how you would do them in the game. I don't know. Should we should we try just like a, a different gimmick here? Maybe just like uh, pick one at random, or or how do you want to do this? I I feel like I feel like I'm in the mood to switch it up a little bit. Is that is that I, too scandalous? Too. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if it's scandalous, but I feel like they they definitely progress in a specific way. So I feel like if we're all over the place and say we end on Deepwood Shrine, I don't know how I'd feel about that. All right. <laughs> Every time I try and do something fun around here, I, uh, 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 okay. Well, then uh, I'll tell you. You you pick our first dungeon, which I'm assuming is Deepwood Shrine, correct? Yeah, let, we could we can mix it up, but like maybe we combine the first three and the last three, no, and then mix it up in between. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just go in. Okay. Okay. Order. Okay. Let me go with Deepwood Shrine. <laughs> okay. Well, Deepwood Shrine, uh, get it started here, Al. What uh, what are you thinking? I think that this is a spectacular intro dungeon into the Minish Cap, and I can't remember what I expressed when we were talking about intro dungeons back in the day. Um, but I feel like this is such a—it's such a good way of showing like exactly what we're what we're gonna get ourselves into with Minish Cap, as far as shrinking, as far as puzzles. Um, it had a really cool first item, the Gust Jar, yeah. and like the. The puzzles that we had to use in order to, like, or we had to use the gust jar in order to solve. So the moving barrel was such a cool thing. I love that barrel and, like, how you you needed, like, the gust jar to move webs from one part. So you couldn't get there for the, for the first portion of the dungeon. Um, you had to, like, walk on it to roll it so you can get to a new part of the dungeon. I thought that was such a cool, like unique twist to dungeon life that we're used to in Zelda. So it's actually... I, I might rank this pretty high, actually, for, like, Minish Cap Dungeons. But also, like, some of the little the little enemies are cool. I don't know what the heck the caterpillar thing is called, but um, it reminds me of, like, the centipedes from Skyward Sword, which are always fun and challenging. Um, and then, of course, the giant choo-choo at the end was such a cool twist on a standard enemy that yeah. we're used to. Um, turning it into a boss fight with little tiny Picori Link. I love it. I thought that was so clever and fun. So, and the fact that you have to use the gust jar to defeat the choo-choo is fantastic as well. So, I mean, obviously this is number one for now, but I'm going to probably keep it pretty high. I think I would agree with that. I, I think that as far as like intro dungeons go, this is one of the best in the series. Um, it's got like the thing that I appreciate about this dungeon is it is kind of what I was trying to allude to when we talked about the, um, like the Minish Cap dungeons in general, but like, usually in like a lot of 2d zelda games not all of them and they're not every room but like a lot of them have like 
like very specific rooms where like it's it's a box and then you go into the room and it's another box and the screen shifts over and it's a very it's a very grid based system and with minish cap you kind of start off and you have like your first little room and then you have this ginormous room with this big barrel and you know to your left you've kind of got this winding room that you need to traverse in order to get to the centipede to your right you have this like room with two options water kind of in the middle so it's like it feels like each room is like a unique room and not just like kind of another box and i feel like minish cap has that going for it in all of its dungeons throughout like the entire game um but i think that this one like yeah it has a lot of personality i love the barrel in the middle and i think like the gust jar like you get a ton of utility from that in this dungeon like you are using it to blow away the like little uh, dust on the ground which lets you do stuff you're using it to break away cobwebs which lets you go more places you're using it to push your little lily pad which also lets you go more places there's some pretty fun puzzles with that too well, i guess not puzzles but like just like you kind of getting around and stuff like that which i think mm-hmm. is fun so like yeah i think you know i would i would say that probably a consistent weakness of all the dungeons in Minish Cap, which I'll just bring up now, is like the music for I would say almost all of them is just kind of like it is what it is. It's fine. It does it's not it's not the worst and it fits, but it's not anything that you'd probably listen to after and be like, whoa, yeah, awesome. Um so I I will say that. But yeah, like I, I think for this dungeon specifically, you get the gust jar is great. The the first boss battle is great. And it just, it really does. Like, it really sets you up on what to expect from this game going forward. The only thing that it doesn't really do is integrate shrinking in the dungeon as much as as other dungeons. Yeah, I was about to say, is this the only dungeon where you stay, you're you're small the whole time? Pretty much, Because the other dungeons, you're large, and then you just saw you have those platforms that you could shrink down and solve puzzles, which we'll talk about, but this is the only one where it kind of feels like you're normal because you yeah. seem normal size. Yep. Um, yeah, pretty much. So I would say probably not going to finish at number one for me, but I think it's strong. Like I, I think it's pretty strong. You know what? That's not true. The other dungeon that you stay tiny is um, the temple of droplets because you, you have to shrink down into that iceberg gimmick oh yeah. that's right that's right so, okay okay so there there is two but uh but yeah i yeah i think this is a strong one i think this is uh it, like i said i think all the dungeons in this game are actually like really really good but i can see this one kind of contending for that upper echelon of dungeons so yeah all right deep wood shrine number one for right now for right now um okay i want to talk about fortress of winds first so why don't you take the cave of flamos and we'll we'll talk about that, and then I I'll take us away with the fortress after. Okay, so Cave of Flamos, Cave of Flames. Should we explain this, by the way? Or yeah, go just... yeah, <laughs> explain the Cave of Flamos to, I, for us. <laughs> I actually I don't remember quite where it came. So I was I made it was a marathon thing. It was a marathon thing, 2018. I I was making like some really scribbly notes on a piece of paper, and I put Cave of Flames, but somehow my E looked like an O. So someone came along and was like, Cave of Flamos? What the hell is this? And it's stuck ever since. So uh, Cave of Flamos. There we go. There we go. Um, I So getting up to the Cave of Flames is, you know, a nice fun trip up, up a mountain like we do usually to get to Fire S Dungeons. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then again, you're you're actually normal size, but this is the first time you start utilizing shrinking and solving puzzles. Um, you're in this kind of like mine, right? 
So it's kind of cool because you have the mine carts and like this is the funniest iteration of mine carts that I've ever seen. You hop in it it's and great. it just like it just, just wheels links around Ooh. at an obnoxious like crazy speed and Link is screaming the whole time. It's like going on a roller coaster for him. So it's kind of funny. I forgot that that was a thing until I played it recently. Um, and so it's kind of fun. You get to solve puzzles that way, go zip zap and around the the dungeon, but also. Uh, you need bombs in this dungeon, but there's also those little bomb bombs guy, those guys walking around, bomb. and you, if you time it right, you can get them to blow up the walls for you, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, so like it's kind of like having uh bomb flowers, but not ha you know not being able to pick it up and guide it the way you want. You have to kind of guide an enemy that zip zaps around too. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Um, I also um. There was also like the this part where you fly around. So you use Eslo's like kind of like a parachute and you have to fly over the lava portions. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a funny visual, but it was kind of also awkward because the I don't know, the depth of like certain portions or the height of certain cliffs, you don't really realize that you're on them or not on them. I thought it was a little janky, but otherwise cute and like a fun way to solve puzzles in one of the larger rooms, the larger lava rooms. Um, and then the lava platforms would also uh, break away. I'm trying to remember what the item was. Is that the cane the, that you the, get in this one? It's the cane of Pachi. Is that how you'd say it? P-A-C-C-I? Probably. Yeah, I think. The cane of Pachi, which has... Again, a lot of like really fun utility because you're using it to flip over the spires, you're using it to boost yourself. Very fun. Item. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you uh, you like flip over the platforms to walk on them, but you also like you can like uh, use the cane on a hole and then hop in the hole and it like propels mm -hmm. you up to a platform. So I thought that was an interesting little um, item to utilize as well. And then we get to the boss. I thought the boss was pretty fun. Trying to remember. What's that? His name is Glee Rock. You just Glee Rock. absolutely of love course. it. Of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool how you like utilize the boss itself. You utilize his head and his neck, like you knock him down, and yeah. then you cross him like a bridge to get to his weak point in the center, and you would just start wailing on him. And I thought that was a fun boss. I love the like lava flow coming in and out, so you had to avoid that, the rocks falling. It was a very fun, like super intense kind of boss fight for a, a little game like minish cap yeah i you know one thing that the that this game i think consistently does actually in every boss battle is like you you really use the item that you get in the dungeon to like great effect fighting the boss like and not to say that like in other games you don't but i i just feel like in this game like you really i don't know it feels like it's just like really vital to use the item that you got and they use it in like really sensible ways that that are rewarding for you to play as so yeah i really love that glee rock fight i think it's great uh i just yeah there's something about like the minecart levels that just do it for me like it's uh <laughs> i don't know just seeing link just be like going flying <laughs> back is like charming every time and there, there are some pretty fun puzzles where you have to flip the minecarts and then like change the directions of way, like which way the tracks are going, which is like a pretty standard and well-worn trope. But I think it's like when it's done right, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that Cave of Flamos is... Like, I, I really like it because it, it kind of ups the ante a little bit. It does integrate a little bit more of like the shrinking down uh, puzzles and stuff like that. There's a, there's a couple different puzzles. Like that one puzzle actually where like, you have to shrink down and get rid of the wall masters and then go like all the way around. Like you go in between the two spikes as you're moving always kind of gives mm -hmm. me anxiety. So that's really fun. 
I'm not sure if I would rank it above Deepwood Shrine. I don't I think I would. I wouldn't either. I mean, it's definitely a fun uh, dungeon, and I like it more than a couple others that we're going to talk about. But I feel like, personality-wise, Deepwood Shrine has so much more personality and so much more uniqueness mm -hmm. than Cave of Flames. Like, Cave of Flames has a couple of things that, like, the floating around with as low as your your little parachute is cute, and the boss fight's cool, and the cane yeah. is cool, but aside from that, it feels like a very standard dungeon to me, so I would keep Deepwood above it. I think, you know what, maybe that's exactly why, because the uh, Cave of Flamos is awesome, like, everything about mm -hmm. it is awesome, but it still kind of does, it feels like an intro dungeon, almost. It, but it's not in that position. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, you could flip Deepwood and you could flip Cave of Flamos. And I feel like that it wouldn't be completely out of place. It's like the Dudongo's Cavern of Minish Cap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair uh, comparison. And I don't mean that in the in the way it's themed either. I just mean this, no, like, like, that's a great standard of dungeon. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like um, while I think that Cave of Flamos kind of improves on a lot that Deepwood Shrine does. I don't think it improves like substantially enough for me to rank it above it because of the context of like you like I just think like Deepwood is such a strong intro dungeon and like this is a solid follow-up but like not because it's not a strong intro dungeon or last dungeon like I think that's kind of stuff does affect like the the rankings and stuff like that so mm -hmm. um, okay so our list right now is Deepwood Shrine at number one Cave of Flamos at number two and I want to talk about the Fortress of Winds because I think that this is a lot of people's least favorite dungeon in this game. But I quite enjoy this dungeon. I think, like, I love... First of all, I love the, the verticality of it and the structure of it. Like, I love that, uh, you, you know, your first inclination will obviously be to go straight forward and, and forge a path straight ahead. But you need to go to the left and the right in order to do anything in this dungeon first. And I, I just kind of like that, that it kind of subverts your expectations. So you can go up... You do your thing, you get your keys, and then you're finally able to to go into this dungeon and start exploring it properly. And and like I guess I can understand why some people are like kinda iffy on it, because I think that there is a degree of like like so there's a point in the dungeon where you either you can go on the left path or the right path. And there is one path that you should go on first before you go on the other. But if you don't know that and you go on the wrong path first, it's just kinda like this feels like a big waste of time. Like I wasn't able to do anything mm -hmm. here. And, and I and I get that's valid. But if you do know that and you can go and you do your thing and you get the mole mitts, which are an awesome item. I love them. Um, I, I think that the dungeon is really fun and pacing wise, it's really fun. So I, I just, I love the fact that like this dungeon, we're kind of like, we're integrating some, some four sword puzzles where we're splitting up now. We're integrating like the turning into a minish, which by the way, you could get like a heart piece. Actually, you get a heart piece in every dungeon, but this one I really think is fun where like you get the heart piece and you fall down as a minish and then you, you know, you get the heart piece at the end. Um, this dungeon is also loaded with secrets. So, like once you get the moments, you can go back to the beginning, claw your way to the left, claw your way to the right and get a bunch of like rupees and, and kinstones and other kind of goodies like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like, and I feel like what really puts the icing on the cake for this dungeon is the boss. I think that the boss, whose name you is, like this type of boss, I do. The you name, like what's his name again? It's escaping me. It's Ma it's Mazal Mazal in right. this game. So he's basically like Mecha Bongo Bongo, right? So like, mm -hmm. it's just it's such a fun like boss that you you shoot his hands. You gotta 
you gotta you know slash them and then you shrink down and like you just it's just like it's such a fun realization of like all the different gimmicks it's like the shrinking gimmick the mole mate item that you just got the the arrows which you didn't get before or you didn't get during the dungeon but you got them right before so it like it feels like you're rewarded for like using all of your like all the items that you have at your disposal so I, I actually like I really like this dungeon. I would probably rank it number one on this list right now. And I realize that that's probably not gonna fly, but uh, you know that's just what I'm doing. Oh, by the way, the um, actually the puzzle that I was describing with the two spires or the two like metal things that's in this dungeon. I'm sorry, that's not in the cave of Flamos, where you have to do oh, that, okay. that puzzle with the wall masters and then you go in between. Oh the yes, two. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I was gonna um, myself. But yeah, I love this. Okay. I love this dungeon. It's I think it's like fantastic. I would say that I did like this dungeon as far as going through it. So I um, I had to kind of filter through uh, some images of it just really quick just to kind of remind myself. But I do like a lot of the dungeons that we get in some Zelda games where you have to fall through the floor and you have to position yourself correctly in order to get to a different location in the dungeon. There's a lot of that in um a link to the past and a link between worlds if i remember correctly yeah. um so i i really uh, like those kind of dungeons and you kind of have to like gauge oh if i fall in this part of the floor i will fall down to that portion that was locked blocked off to me earlier i love that yeah makes me feel super smart and then also um the digging mitts are a fantastic item uh, i like them this iteration of them versus like maybe skyward swords iteration of them because you get to use them like like, you get to be standing up digging through these giant piles of dirt, and it's just, like, it's an awesome utilization of the tool. Plus, they're like a shovel, too, so you can use them as a shovel. Um, so I like a lot of the um, rooms where you get to dig. It's just it's just kind of fun and satisfying, I guess. It's not even, like, particularly, like, special or fantastic. It's just mm. satisfying to do. Um, and then I would agree that uh, Mazal, Mazal, I don't know how to pronounce We're it, is a fantastic... we bongo bongo, because that's what he Mecha is. <laughs> I love it. He's a, he's a fun boss fight. He is a little bit challenging, too. Um, the way his hands move was a little, like, difficult to navigate, but in a good way that it made me, like, take a little bit longer on this boss fight. Mm. I also appreciate shrinking down, going into his little head and trying to deconstruct him from the inside. I thought that was a fun little, like, gimmick for a boss fight. The only thing I don't like about this dungeon is it feels useless at the end. And, like, I know it's not. I understand. But I'm just like, man, I came in here to get some kind of gem thing. And it's not here. That is so dumb. Yeah, okay, okay. But, like, I mean, come on. That's not part of the dungeon itself. And you do get fast travel for doing that. So. I guess. But still, it's just kind of like, man, I... This is... I would... I feel like this is the third dungeon of however many I purposely didn't look how many there were so i kind of was assuming there was five for some reason um because remember i haven't played this game in a really long time and i haven't seen more than like the first chunk and the last chunk from the marathon so i i was just like okay this is the third one i finished it and then you it turns out you're gonna have to go do another one later so i was just a little frustrated with that <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm just gonna throw out one last thing about this dungeon out there. Uh, like I like I mentioned, I think that you mentioned that you love feeling smart in in whatever mm -hmm. when you're playing dungeons. I think you could feel really smart playing this dungeon, like because it's like I said, there is a wrong way to go. So if you go the right way, it's it's a very rewarding feeling. I think a lot of people might potentially skip the moments because if you're not looking for it it's a little bit hard to catch like where you have to bomb that wall to get the moments. Um, and there's also a small key with the same thing. So I feel like 
if you if you know this dungeon, you can play it. And I I feel like really smart when I'm playing it because I'm just like I I feel like I'm flying. I'm like I'm doing everything optimally, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and I and I get what you're saying about like not getting the payoff to it. I, I get that. Doesn't bother me. I would put it at number one. What do you think? I like Deepwood better. I think this one's more involved than Cave of Flames, though. So I'm I would put it in second. All right, fine, fine, fine. I, and fine, I fine, I, fine. I I know my gripe about the end is goofy, and it's actually pretty unique for you to go through a dungeon and not get the the thing at the end. Like I get where they were going with it, but it was just kind of like a, this is I don't like that. <laughs> oh. aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's talk about the Temple of Droplets. And I feel like this is maybe one that um, a lot of people are divided on. Like, Because I, I think some people really like it. I think some people really don't. I quite like this dungeon, actually. Um, I think that it has a lot of things going for it, which I like. Some things that I don't. But like, I think for the most part, there's like enough unique stuff here that I quite enjoy. Uh, first of all, I'm a sucker for like a good ice block puzzle. Right? I just I like those. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. It's fun to do, right? Like I think that there's also something to be said for like just those. I, I don't know. It's kind of like cute and charming. Like you're you know you're small and you're in this tiny little iceberg and like this is where this element is hidden. So I like that and and it does like some things differently. Like you get the boss key very early and you can see the boss like staring you at the face, but you can't actually access the boss yet. Um, so you have to actually go and do the dungeon proper when you get the dungeon key. And there's a lot of, like, pretty fun puzzles in here. The lily pad comes back, which is like, yeah, okay, whatever. But, like, I, I feel like there's, like, enough returning gimmicks here where they feel a little bit uh, fresh. Like, the the choo-choo comes back, or the chew comes back, and he's electric this time, which is cool. The, the caterpillar does come back, and you can fight him if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, oh, I didn't fact, know that. I think, I think there's two of them, isn't there, in this dungeon? Um Lots in of the like, same space? Yeah, in the think, same space, yeah. yeah. So lots of, like, good... Lots of, like, good, like, little ice puzzles, like, where you have to kind of watch your movement and, and whatever. Um, I would say that, while it's not, like, a unique item by by any stretch, like, I think that the lantern is, is kind of awesome, actually, because, like, it serves, again, a bunch of different utilities and, and feels, like, right at home in this dungeon where you're melting ice, you're lighting up rooms. That's the only thing I don't really love is, like, the parts where, like, it's quite dark. Like, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, eh. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think that, I think that it's, like, pretty, a pretty solid dungeon. Like, I, I think that the boss, I think it's probably, I think it's probably the weakest boss in the game, I think. Like, the big, uh, the big off Yeah, okay, I would say, like, the dynamic, of, or, like, the, the gameplay of it is, is weak. Like, it's not very intuitive or, like involved but i will say i struggled with him because i yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what i wanted with but it yeah i i agree with what you're saying but i I, like i'm not saying it's bad i think it's quite fun especially when you're like frantically on ice trying to like skate around him and light his tail on fire i i just i don't think it's like the strongest boss in the game so i think that brings us down just a little bit like i said i think you're on the lily pad a little bit too much in this dungeon um and I, yeah, I, I, so there's some, there's some cons, but I think there's a lot more pros. I think I would probably put this one below Fortress of Winds and above the cave of the cave of Flamos if it were up to me. But what say you? 
Um, I do, I do like an aspect of a dungeon. So I'm not big. Everybody knows I'm not a big fan of ice dungeons, and except for the one in Spirit Tracks, I love that one. This one is okay. It's not the worst in the Zelda series. Um, and the the block puzzles, the the ice block puzzles were fine. I unfortunately. I, there was one I had to look up, and I was so mad at how simple it was, so I'm, I'm a little frustrated with that. Was, but, it, was uh, it the second one with, like, the three blocks, or the two yeah. blocks? Like, yeah. That one's tough. Uh, that one's tough. I was like, dang it. I feel like I should have figured that out on my own, so that one didn't make me feel very smart. Um, but what I appreciate most about this dungeon is you go off and do one section, and you open up the ceiling, and then you go off and do the other section, and you open up the other half of the ceiling, and that melts the boss. And I kind of like it when a, a dungeon has like that kind of duology where you figure out one side, and it op- mm, yeah, halfway yeah. opens your end goal, and then the other side, and you know, I think that's pretty cool in a dungeon, so I like that aspect. Especially when you could see the end result is your boss, like, is the boss boss. Usually it's, like, the boss room. But, like, you can see I'm about to thaw off this this guy and fight him. So yeah. I thought that was pretty unique and cool. Um, the item is pretty, like, this is probably the most standard item, the lantern. And then, like you said, the boss fight, it's not, like, the most, it's not, like, the greatest boss fight, most exciting. But it can be a little bit frustrating, a little difficult and challenging with the ice. So I... I don't know if that was in uh, in its favor though. Mm. Um, let's see. I would say I would say Cave of Flame, Cave of Flames, and this one are kind of interchangeable to me. But maybe I do. No, I like Cave of Flames better. I like Cave of Flames better. <laughs> okay, well, this is this is where we're at then. So I want to put it above Cave of Flames, and mm-hmm. I wanted to put Fortress of Winds above Deepwood Shrine. So, so. If we put Temple of Droplets last, that means that you owe me two. And we only have two dungeons left, Al. So what, what are we like going to do there? I don't like that. So I will give you this one. You can owe me two. It's no, okay. that's fine. I don't you know, want when, uh, when I was 19, my sister came up to me. She's 15 years old. She's like, she had a boyfriend at the time. And she her boyfriend bought her like a little necklace from like, uh, what, are those, what are those stores called? The, the, like, the jewelry stores in the mall? Like, um, uh, like, like Zay like or? Flares or whatever. Oh, okay, Claire's, yeah. So she lost it. She's like, she's like, can can you lend me some money to uh, to buy a replacement? And I was like, sure. So I, I lent her a hundred bucks. And uh, she's like, I only have you 80 bucks. not be buying anything at Claire's for a hundred bucks. Well, I don't, maybe it wasn't Claire. Anyways, <laughs> so she paid me back and she's like, I only have 80 bucks. And I was like, that's fine because I thought, and I believe this even truer to this day, so I took the $80 and I was like, that extra $20 is way more valuable as leverage than an actual money in my pocket. You know what wow. I mean? Yeah. So if you want, we can rank Temple of Droplets last. You sound just like me and my, oh my God, I do this with Andy all the time. So me and my brother Andy do that crap all the time. Anyways, I would prefer if you take your win now. Fine. I don't want to owe you in the future. All right. So let's read off this list that we got so far. Number one, we have Deepwood Shrine. Number two. The Fortress of Winds, uh, three Temple of Droplets, and in last place, which kind of pays, which pains me a little bit because I love this dungeon, but the Cave of Flamos is uh, is down there. Um, let's go over to the Palace of Winds, and I have something to say about this dungeon, and that okay. is, I even even last week or the week before when we were talking about uh, the dungeons of the Minish Cap, I was kind of like, you know, I really like Palace of Winds, but it's really really long. And I actually, like, I was replaying it. So when we were doing our Minish Cap Definitive Ranking episode, I uh, 
I, I didn't have a chance to play all of the game yet. I was I was only about to, let's just say, right before Fortress of Winds. Since then, I have finished the game 100%. I've got, I got all the Kinstones, which is miserable. Um, but I would say that this is not as, like, disgustingly long as I remember. Like, it, like it's long. Don't get me wrong. It, but I, I never felt like while I was playing, I was like, this is too long. And I think it's because the item that you get is, like, so fun. And, like, you can use it in so many different ways. And I feel like, most importantly, it makes movement in general just, like, a lot... Not quicker, but, like, maybe, I don't know, more fun, more zippy, more... I, I don't know, something. But, like, I, I think that this dungeon is, like, is, you know, kind of a realization of the game. There's a lot of great puzzles here. There's, like... There's tons of, of different puzzles of every kind. There's ones where you have to shrink. There's ones where you have to push blocks and pots. There's ones where you have to like jump in between moving platforms. There's one where you have to time your 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 jumps to get into those like little Super Mario World grates that spin when you land on them. Stuff that you have to climb. There's good combat in here. You've got the the ball and chain guy. So like this dungeon really does have a little bit of everything. I would say that it probably could be. It probably could be slimmed down a little bit, a little bit, but it's not, like, egregiously long, I don't think. It could probably do without that portion where, like, it's it's dark and, like, you have to use your lantern to light it up. That one is kind of, that one's kind of lame, but um, I think that, at least for me, it wasn't as, like, completely painful as I remember. And I think, like, man, what is this boss's name? Uh, this uh, is Gyorg. Gyorg. This fight is awesome. That, yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't even want to hear it if you're disagreeing. This fight is awesome. It's such an awesome way that like to use the the rocks the rocks cape and like the the four sword ability and like it's so intense. You've got stuff flying at you. You're desperately trying. It's so fun. I I I'm not gonna say that this is like number one, but I'm also looking at this list right now, and we're four dungeons in, and I don't think that Deepwood Shrine is the best dungeon, so I, 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 I don't know, I might have to say, like, this might be the top of the list for me. Oh my god. It might. I disagree. <laughs> Listen, this, this dungeon has so many cool aspects, like, there's so many cool elements to it, but it's like, it's like the kitchen sink. You threw everything in there, and it's long AF. It takes a good minute to get there, even. Um, I feel like the only saving grace about it is the item and the boss fight. So, I just... Those are pretty big saving graces. I Okay, but even still, it's just like I'm... So, I'm using Zelda Dungeons Walkthrough as a kind of a refresher to be like, okay, yep, 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 I remember doing all that because it's been a few weeks since I played this game now. And it's just like I'm like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, dang, when does this game, when does this dungeon end? It's too long. It's got you've got like uh the the chain mil the chain ball guys that you mentioned. You've got moblins. You've got pose or are they pose? No, they're not pose. The wizard robes. Thank you, Allison, for remembering that. And um, <laughs> you've got uh dark nuts. You've got like the whole kitchen sink in this dungeon, and it's just like for why. There's a point where you reach, like, it, the seeming end of this dungeon, and even Ezlo is like, how long is this place? How long is this going to take? I feel like right there should have been your cutoff, and you go fight the boss. That should have been the end of that dungeon. It's, it's, it's a long just, dungeon. It's, it's, it's definitely too long. Much. It's too much. And even with some, like, cool, fun, interesting puzzles and cool, fun, interesting ways of, like, backtracking to get to a new location of the dungeon, 
it's just it was too much for me i was i was over it so i don't this i wouldn't say this is my favorite dungeon by any means also i find it weird that this manta ray thing is called a guy org i thought guy orgs were sharks or fish like fish shark things not <laughs> how different not, is a manta and a shark it's probably like a they're probably cousins they're or something two different species of fish <laughs> i don't know well, i don't, probably I like mean, the dog and the wolf they're kind of the same no <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know about that. Listen, so listen, but 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 the boss fight is fantastic. I will give you that. That was a really cool, like immersive, intense. The music was cool. The flip, like flipping onto the blue one and taking out the blue one so that you can get back down to the red one was super awesome. Um, it was it was very like Skyward Sword for me in this little Minish Cap package. So I loved it. I thought the boss fight was super cool and like very rewarding for such a long. Yeah, drag of a dungeon. Oh come on, but, not a, a drag. It's not a this. It's a. It's like Mossy said it in the chat. It's very city in the sky. City in the sky is like just horrible no, with no. how long and painful it is. And I get that feeling from this dungeon. I'm sorry, I can't put it first, but I kind of get what you're saying too. That Deepwood, it probably shouldn't be first. No, I'm here. Deepwood wait, wait, is a great dungeon, but I I agree. Here's what I'm willing to do. Okay. I will not put this first, but maybe I will take what's what's in second. Uh, the palace fortress, wins. The fortress wins. No, this is the palace fortress wins. wins. Thank you. They both confuse me. I would be willing to move fortress of winds to first place if we can put this one like below droplets. Uh, put it above droplets. So you got yourself a deal. Okay. I think okay. the boss. I think the boss can supplement that enough for yes. me. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, listen. Like, it, it is long, but I just when, once again, I think that like the comparison to, to City in the Sky is not fair because that is like that's like a calendar year long. Okay. This one is like long weekend long. Okay. It's like an extra day. No, this is like a two and a half week vacation. The item is fun and has utility. The amount of puzzles that are in this of different varieties are uh, amazing. The enemy variety, the combat for options. Why, though? For why? Like, why does it need to be that much? Why not? Do you want to just, like, Make have... it be that much for Diakairul Castle, which is, like, the finished finale. Is... Then oh, you want the kitchen sink. You want sink. to talk and about we'll, too much. We'll talk... That's too much. What? I disagree. Well, I can't wait until right, we let's, start talking about Dark Let's talk about Castle. it. I just I wanna I wanna shout out one last one last thing with this dungeon, Palace of Winds. It's it is long, but I actually don't think that it's outrageously long, and I don't think that it's like ultra confusing either, which I think is important. Yes, it's long, but I might argue that you could take a dungeon like uh let's say the Sword and Shield Maze from Oracle Seasons, or even the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time, or Lake Bed Temple, and those are shorter dungeons, but they're so confusing and they're so like navigating them is difficult that it might actually take you longer to do them. And, and when you're doing those dungeons, you're standing around being like, ah, what do I do? Whereas at least in Palace of Winds, you're constantly like progressing, progressing, progressing. And yes, it takes a long time, but you're you're not stuck and you're and you're doing stuff. So there you go. That's my argument for it. Now, okay. <laughs> you want to talk about combat. You want to talk about too much talk about too much of a good thing let me talk to you about uh dark nuts okay now i was under the impression that uh 
because it's it's been I, I have to be honest I've played Minish Cap every year for the last couple of years but when I have it's mostly been in preparation for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon so it's not like I'm going around and I'm talking to Swift Blade I'm talking to Grim Blade and I'm talking to Chad Blade yeah. or whatever and I, so I did that I got every single upgrade all of them even the hidden ones where like your your thing charges faster and like you 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 know I have like a hundred arrows like I uh, so I talked to all of them and I'm like this is really going to help me in my fight against like the 1800 dark nuts that are in dark Hyrule castle. <laughs> and I actually don't think it really did that much. There is one, there's one move that you can get, which kind of helps you. And that is the, the one where you jump with the item that you get from palace of winds, you jump and then you do like the, the crashing, uh, sword gimmick down. No, you just do them that wild spin attack and you start flipping around to the back of them. And then you annihilate them and like, I don't know. I, I didn't think that that was that effective. Uh, now, actually, I, I actually like do quite like Dark Hyrule Castle. I'm not going to lie to you. I think <laughs> this is where one of the ones where I would say the music is actually like a strength because it's it, you know, it's just a, a take on the classic Hyrule Castle theme. But man, there is like way too many Dark Nuts in this castle. Um, I would also argue that this also goes a little bit too long. Like... And maybe it's it's the final castle, so I'm giving it a little bit more. It's kind of that. broken up in two parts, though, so I feel like that helps. I, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe there maybe there's just like too many dark nuts. If there is like different challenges, let's say like I I'm before I get myself in trouble, I am glad they didn't bring back like any of the bosses like we've seen in like Wind Waker or okay. Between Worlds. Like I don't yeah. want that, but like something. I don't know, something different. Maybe, like, one one quadrant is Dark Nuts. One is, like, the ball and chain guys. One is, a, like, some wizard ropes. Or, like, I don't know, something. And and those enemies are scattered around the castle everywhere anyways. But uh, at, at a certain point, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I do not want to fight another Dark Nut. Like, I just mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. So, and I feel like it's almost a little unfair to lump in the Vadi fight here. Because, like... You know, technically, yes, that's that's obviously the final fight of the dungeon, but it's also like the final fight of the game. So I, I don't know. I actually, I don't know where I would rank this on my list of dungeons so far. To be totally honest with you, because I feel like it's very different from everything else. What what say I, you? I like it more than. Uh, tell me again, is it Palace Winds? Okay, we Fortress Fortress, you dig. Palace, you jump. Okay. Dig Fortress, jump. I don't know if I'm gonna remember that, but like. <laughs> Um, anyways, so Palace of Winds is very long, but I like, I like that, I like that Dark Hyrule Castle is kind of divided by, like, this kind of, like, lower region where you're, like, making your way up there to get to your destination kind of deal, and then you have the gauntlet on the second part, and they give you, like, those teleportation markers so that you could go out, you could go do some more kinstone stuff if you want, you could go get more, some more heart piece to prepare for your, the end of your game, or 100% the game if you like, I like that they do that. They give you the option to be like, let's take a break from this from this final dungeon and the final boss fight to go do a little bit more overworld stuff. Because I don't get that a lot in Zelda. So I think that's really cool that they did that. And I would say I always kind of appreciate the gauntlets that happen before the final boss fight because it kind of is like helping you hone your skill, you know, uh, to remember like what the heck you're supposed to be doing Um when you get to the boss, you know, so, and then it kind of weakens you a little bit, but maybe you know where the fairies are, so you can go teleport out and get to the fairies. I just kind of like that it's like the the villain's, like, 
final push to like not fight you and like weaken you so they they can defeat you but then you come out triumphant and then you still kick the boss's ass so uh, i always like gauntlets like that and then um i think that clearly the dark nuts are there because they wanted you to go out and get all those special skills and use them otherwise i can see what you're saying that they are just like not fun mm. not very easy to get past it's like the gauntlet uh, the gauntlet is almost too painful so if you're speed running you better be good at fighting dark nuts because that would be rough without all the skills that i use but i mostly use that wild spinning attack and it worked beautifully so i didn't find a problem with it whatsoever you know every so, year i fight those guys with only the spin attack what i find works really well is actually just throw bombs at them okay i didn't i didn't use utilize that so that uh i could do that next time but i like it and i like that it's in like uh four corners of that like last section of the dungeon so yeah. you're kind of like you know it's kind of like the duology of the dungeon but this one's in quarters so i like that too um and then what so we're not gonna we're not gonna lump vati into this dungeon i mean i guess you like i guess you can't not lump that fight in i just i i guess what i'm saying is like i feel like it's almost like cheating a little bit because it's the final fight of the game uh-huh. but also of the dungeon it, it'd kind of be like ranking the it'd be kind of like ranking hyrule castle from twilight princess and like including that spectacular boss sequence at the end of the game in your ranking of that castle which like you can't really separate them but it's it feels like a cheat code to do that as well you know mm-hmm. i kind of get what you're saying um yeah, I, mean, I kind of get we what could you're do saying it. with we that. Could just, we could still do it. We can we do can whatever do we want, but let's how about let's wait. Wins. Let's let's ring the dungeon as we have them um, now without talking about Vati for a second, and then we'll see if Vati changes that. I think Vati does change. I'm gonna just go on record because I think that Vati fight is awesome. Like, okay. it's, uh, again, I think it's like, tough. It's tough. It tough, is. Tough. It is. It's really tough. But like it's, unforgiving but it's awesome. tough. And it, yeah. like you use everything almost everything at your disposal like the first the first section where you have the gust jars you gotta get the little smog off the the eyeballs like i think is really mm-hmm. fun i really really enjoy the part where um second phase where you got to flip over the uh the hands and enter the little tunnels and destroy his hands yeah. or whatever and then when you have to use your your four sword ability to like shoot back the uh the eye there the laser eyeball things at him is awesome the mm-hmm. only part I'm not in love with is, like, the... Now I'm getting confused. The final, final part, or maybe it's the second final part, where you have to shoot the the arrows at the eyeballs around body's big Yeah. Eye. Am I getting so confused? That's the second phase, right? So there's the first phase where he's, like, this wizard kind of yeah. looking thing, and then he's an eyeball in the in the second phase where you're just hitting his eye with, uh, with okay. the arrows and the that's sword. That's what I mean, yeah. The I mean. arm thing is, like, the third after you've gotten Zelda... Okay, the third the third sequence is awesome. I think that one's mm-hmm. awesome. The first sequence is awesome. Second one is like okay, it's just okay. And then I think the fourth sequence is when you need to retract, but you do the dead man's volley kind of deal, but you just retract back the energy beams yeah. to the eyeballs. Um, that sequence is awesome. Yeah, I think like the the whole time you're fighting him is really cool. I love it that there are like multiple like phases, even in between like a cut. There's like a cutscene in between where you get Zelda, you unfreeze her from the stone or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you go and you fight him again. And 
I want to say it was actually during the second phase where I was like, I had to keep going to all the little purple spiky things and getting hearts because I was really struggling. <laughs> and I was trying not to die and I was out of fairies. And also the rewind feature was very helpful for this portion of the game too, I will say. Um, on the Switch. <laughs> I I needed it. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's kind of cool that you could flip the arms, although I will say that it took me a minute to figure that out. I had no idea what the heck I was supposed to do with that. But I got, I eventually got it. But, like, the last part is probably your, like, last-ditch effort, right? You have to retract the beams back at him. And I think that's pretty cool, too. So it's, like, definitely an interesting, cool boss fight and boss, like, sequences. Right. I wish we just knew a little bit more about Vati, like, a little bit more background information. Because he's such a cool boss to fight, but we don't know much about him. Um, so I just want to point out, by the way, this dungeon has uh, multiple ball and chain warriors. Multiple... Gibdos, uh, multiple, mm -hmm. we're talking double digits. I, I did a quick count. There are, I want to say, at least 12 Dark Nuts. There are the Spinning <laughs> Fire puzzles. There are, there's more stuff in this dungeon than you can possibly fit anywhere. But you're saying that Palace of Winds has too much. Yes, I and I still stand by that. I would put this above Palace of Winds. You know what? You know what is actually like one of the most brutal things in this dungeon, is which is which is actually fine if you have the remote control bombs, but it's not if you don't. Is that one sequence where like you're there's the the platform and there's a break and there's uh, the the platform that kind of goes in a U shape around this and it there's two bombable blocks there and you have to like throw your bomb to blow up these these blocks, but like, you have to time it just right. Where if you have a remote bomb, you could just put it on the platform and blow it up whenever it goes by. But mm -hmm. uh, if you don't, it's really it's really tough. I forgot how much of a pain in the butt that actually was. So <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I think with um, I think with Vati included, I think even though I think that this is like a bit too long and a bit too dark not heavy, uh, not a bit, a lot too dark not heavy, I think I would probably still rank it second on our list. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd so be cool with that. with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well then that brings our list to a close, in fact, and so let's review. In sixth place, we have the Cave of Flamos, and uh, that feels a little bit low but uh, again i think like all six of these are actually like quite strong we, we nitpicked a little bit here but like uh, they're all fun um yeah fifth place we got the temple of droplets fourth place the palace of winds the palace where you fly not where okay. you dig uh third place Deepwood shrine uh second place dark hyrule castle and then the top dungeon i can't believe that i that we did this is the fortress of winds where you dig <laughs> And you fight Mecha Bongo Bongo. <laughs> that's the one that I don't like. You don't get the end result. That's so funny. <laughs> I just like, I, I, I get that, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's just such the a The dungeon itself dungeon. is like a stand, is not standard. It's like a, a good dungeon. Like, it's fun. It makes me feel smart. I did enjoy it. So I'm not mad. There you go. So, um,. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, th to see what people are going to think of our list. Because I, I am too, because here's the thing about less is more that we're saying. And just going, we were saying less is more as in less good dungeons is better than a lot of meh dungeons. But like, right. it's easier. I feel like the when we rank a lot of dungeons, our lists make a lot more sense than when we rank only a few. <laughs> Probably. I feel, well, yeah. <laughs> because I think like, 
I think for me, and I think maybe for you too, but like, I feel like the, the difference in quality in dungeons from like a game like Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword or even like Ocarina of Time is like, like significant where like, I think every dungeon is incredible on Ocarina of Time too, but like there are clearly some that are like really, really incredible. And then there's other ones yeah. that are like, you know, Dodongo's Cavern, which is like a, a really, it's a, it's a really, it's a damn fine dungeon, but it's like, it's not a forest temple. It's not a spirit temple. Whereas this one, I feel like you kind of have a collection of like really, really great dungeons that are in that. Like, I, I think that they're all kind of like hovering in that like 8.5 out of 10 area, you know? Okay. Where like, I think that a game like, like again, Skyward Sword, for example, might have more dungeons and it's like, it's some of them are 8.5. Some of them are like 10. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier to rank if that yes. makes sense i don't know that's how no, I, feel. I i agree with what you're saying and overall i will say i know i had some like criticisms but like overall i don't feel like these dungeons are really sloggy or anything except for maybe palace of winds uh i would say that's the only one i don't really care i wouldn't care to do again the rest i ha- i thoroughly enjoy so mm-hmm. yeah i'll tell you this if we're talking twilight princess that game is a game of highs and lows because you've got dungeons that are 10 out of 10s and mm-hmm. you've got one that you've got the absolute stinkers that are like one out of 10s like <laughs> just don't even want to go there so uh that's what <laughs> we mean <laughs> when we say less is more less yeah. dark nuts is actually more i would i mean i'm not, i'm not opposing that i think that i was able to dispatch them easy enough but like yeah it probably had too many Probably indeed. Okay, well, we want you to let us know what you think of our Minish Cap dungeon ranking. We've seen a nice little resurgence of Minish Cap. I've been checking the, the analytics for Zelda Dungeon, and Minish Cap is like literally at the top of the the top of the pile. The only thing above it is the Breath of the Wild interactive map, which will probably be number one until the end of time. So, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody playing the Minish Cap. Hope that you've enjoyed it. I love this game. I'm glad that you finally got to pick it up and play it, Al. Uh, very excited about that. And uh, it's just a, it's a spectacular game. So if you haven't played it yet and you have Nintendo Switch online with the GBA emulator, check it out. Check it out. Very much. Yep. Very, very good. Okay. Anything that we need to uh, wrap up before we get out of here? Oh, are we going to do Would You Rather next week? Should we throw that out there? That's right. Yes. Thank you for, thank you for being on the ball. Okay. Yeah. Next week, we want you to uh, to get in on the action we're gonna have a tweet out but you can also let us know over in discord we are playing zelda themed would you rather so the premise is simple you ask us a question and phrase it as would you rather option a or would you rather option b and give us some scenarios they could be serious they could be silly they could be whatever you want it to be we just want you to get in on the action so would you rather is coming back next week so again, over on Discord, over on Twitter, uh, let us know what your Zelda would you rather question is, and uh, we try and answer everyone that we get. So uh, you know, you, you'll hear your question on the show. So yeah, good call, Al. Good call. Yeah, I'm, gonna miss I'm you excited that, for that. That'll that be fun. Weeks you're gone. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So we are going to uh, to jam on out of here, but of course, we want you to check us out over on Twitter, uh, at Spateri316, at Allison Oliva, and at the TheZeldaCast. Uh, make sure that you're following for uh, lots of stuff like what we just talked about, like the Zelda Would You Rather. We stream every single week over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash TheZeldaCast. 
We are live streaming. You can see our beautiful faces there and over on Zelda Dodge's YouTube channel as well, by the way. So you can, sometimes it's clips, sometimes it's full-length shows. You never kind of know what you're going to get there. So make sure that you check us out. Musical March Madness is going on on Zelda Dungeon right now. So drop in on that. Cast your vote for your favorite songs. And lastly, we want you to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. That's it. We're going to see everybody back here next week for... Zelda, would you rather? Until then, everybody, take care.